Club, this is episode 12. I am your host, Daniel Pearson, coming to you live from Orange County, California, as usual. Today, though, I am not alone. I have my co-host with me, Jake Albright, sitting here next to me, not zooming in. And also today, we have a special guest, a friend of mine here from Chapman. Um, He is a fucking fantastic musician, incredibly talented. Jack Hisatomi is here joining us. He is here to tell us all about what has been happening in his life this past year. He had an album that came out that really just took off. He had a lead single that he came out with a year before last year, and and that's what you guys actually heard at the beginning of the episode. That was kind of the intro to that lead single slowly dying people shared that all around it was a huge hit and yeah we're i'm just jake and i are so honored to be able to talk with you jack and just hear hear your story hear what's inspired you and yeah just just take it away buddy how's it going what's up how's everybody going (laughs) (laughs) yes sir we are good um i'm here too and uh dan has has put me on to Jack and um, I really really have enjoyed listening to your music man and I cannot wait to learn about um, you know your process and, and how you got started and all that sort of stuff because yeah, uh, yeah it's so amazing. Jack tell, tell us a little bit about yourself what what are you studying at Chapman what music are you into kind of just... well I'm 19 I am studying film production and uh you know i got into music in well probably the most typical way anybody does is the falling in love wanting to write a love song you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. a lot of my songs earlier songs uh still kind of are centered around that kind of feeling mm-hmm. um, but we can get into my process no yeah later. Well, my first question is just kind of like, how did you start? <laughs> where where did your talent come from? Well, did you start with a specific instrument, I guess? The guitar. So I like begged and begged and begged my parents uh, for a guitar for the longest time. I forgot when I finally got one, but I just remember going over to my friend's house, uh, and he had a guitar, and then another one of my friends had a guitar. They did not play it. They just had guitars, <laughs> and I was always just like fiddling around with it, and I think somebody's mom was talking to my mom and was just like, he really likes the guitar. And then mm. I heard that and I was like, yeah, yeah. Can you give me a guitar? <laughs> Inspired yourself. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is and it... uh, I finally got one for Christmas. Electric, right? Electric okay. one, first okay. one. Uh, finally got that for Christmas, started fiddling around with it. Uh, smoke on the water. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. 
uh, as everybody starts, but um, uh, I kind of sat on that electric guitar for a while, didn't really make songs, uh, tried to take lessons. Uh, I was going to ask, did, were you taking a lot of lessons or was it more of just kind of you teaching yourself, especially just getting into it with chords and stuff? Yeah, I took a lot of basic lessons in middle school. Mm. Um, like for three years or two years, I'd just go in for the summer, It'd be like a summer camp thing. Uh, and learn the basic chord shapes. Um, That's all you need at the beginning. You, yeah. <laughs> if you know anything about guitar, there's the whole neck of the guitar is separated into frets. Mm. And you really only need to learn the chord shapes in the first three frets. Mm. And that can translate um, across the whole neck of the guitar. Mm. Um, I don't know that much of theory. I'm trying to learn more music theory. Um, and right now I'm just kind of Play, playing it by ear, right, right. learning new chord shapes, uh, figuring out what's really well together. That's really cool too, though. You don't need to like read read it. To... <laughs> I wish I could. It would be so much more helpful to like translate my ideas. Because um, mm. right now it's kind of like, uh, what I compare it to is knowing your ABCs, but you have to start from A every single time <laughs> you want to figure out what goes where. Um, Right. So that's kind of where I'm at. Because it's just memory. Um, well, it's whatever. like a feeling. So like when you listen to certain notes together, you obviously can pick one and be like, okay, mm. that one doesn't really fit in. And that's then they easy. switch it around. So that's how you basically made all these seven songs on your um, first album? Or did you actually write out more music? I haven't written a single thing of music. Okay. When I'm My music process goes by finding... Uh, either four chord progression or an eight chord progression, um, the chorus and verse, um, and then those two turn into second chorus and second verse. It's pretty simple. I'm working mm -hmm. on making a little bit more complex of transitions right now, uh, moving on to different instruments other than guitar, um, turning in some piano. Um, but that's cool. I play piano. I can help you out a little bit. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I start out with some chords. I usually play it out on guitar, record that first. And I really like throwing a bass uh, right underneath mm, uh, yeah. the chords just to hear what that sounds like to get the groove going. Um, so I do that through my guitar as well. I have a little input thing in my computer which kind of translates it into sounding like a really deep bass guitar. Uh, oh, so really I really like that. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, continue. And, uh, well, once I have that all put together, I start grooving to it, and then I start thinking of, like, some lead melodies to, like, throw on top of it. So that's when uh, you get more of, like, the high strings um, that kind of, like, glide you into, right. uh, whether it be if you're starting with the chorus or starting with the verse, I always try and make it, like, this seamless build-up to like, the site that, yeah, the, whatever excitement comes in. Uh, with the chorus or if it's you know a slower song and that's uh there is more attention focused on mm -hmm. i really really like that and i i think that was so amazing when i was listening to, to your music was um it just was very like dreamlike it just the transitions yeah. from um you know the beginning to the, it just felt like you were just in a, a dream and it was just all like kind of the same and it it was beautiful. It yeah. was really awesome. Um, well, now that we know a bit more about like your process and stuff, it's so hard for me not to get like into your songs. So I just kind of want to introduce you a little bit more and like let people know that 
you did release your first album on May. No, you released your first song last year on May 19th. Yes. Yeah, Slowly dying. Yeah, it was May 18th. May 18th. Of last okay. year, my birthday. Oh, it was your uh, birthday. Yeah. Oh. So I was sitting on that song. I was like, probably the third song I made. Fourth song. I okay. Made. I was gonna ask if it was like actually your first one, or if it, mm-hmm. if you knew that was gonna be the one you had to release first. I made a few others that were pretty. Um, amateur uh like way amateur um but you know the first ones were these like first love songs because i was trying to impress a girl Mm -hmm. uh, my ex Uh, (laughs) that's that's a completely different story but um so i started working on music put you know this small collection of songs together started listening to them you know cringing at them and slowly dying was the only one that i could (laughs) <laughs> listen through i could listen through the entire That's thing funny. and not cringe um, <laughs> but funny. now I, you know that feeling has obviously come back but um yeah it was this this weird experiment that happened where i threw out, threw together these chords and i was listening to a lot of gus dapperton mm. at that time so his sort of vocal melodies um, came to mind mm. when putting the lyrics on yeah, I was going to ask, there's definitely, I can tell you definitely had some inspiration in that song, some probably people you pulled from. Oh, yeah. I was listening to a lot of like that indie, um, rock, alternative rock, um, like Max Marco. Yeah. Gus Stafferton, Tame Impala. Uh-huh. Just all those artists that are mixing these synth electronic, like 80s mm-hmm. sounds with some newer, older like 70s rock, which I is, think is a really cool combination because you're not getting as like, funky as some 80s songs like like George Michael. You're not getting as funky as that, mm-hmm. but you're still like chilling like John Lennon. Right. Like you're it's, like, a, it's a lovely mix, I think, Yeah. of like new age technology and beats yeah. with, mm-hmm. with the old kind of music. And um, it's interesting how all these different artists have created their unique sounds with this sort of this kind of combination mm-hmm. and that's what I'm looking to like try and do right now is find a unique a unique sound that mm-hmm. everybody can appreciate and hasn't really heard before I love that um, and I think that's what every musician is trying to find is like their trademark no I think that's something you've already kind of impressively pretty done pretty well I mean like you think so <laughs> I mean I one of the first things I wrote down after I like listened to your album was it's like I like you definitely have your own unique sound, but I get some of that like at least for me it was like a little bit of Milky Chance, Mark Mac DeMarco and like maybe a little bit of like Joji or something. Yes, Joji. <laughs> uh, I get compared to him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was that's funny. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting thing, because I'm a big fan of Joji and being that I am a fan, I probably like replicate a lot of his influence when I'm like making songs Mm -hmm. Um, vocals probably a lot um i think i've heard from a lot of my friends that uh, we have similar uh like vocals um sound the same Mm -hmm. um i think more honestly your production a little bit maybe just an intro an intro you i i get a little bit of that dreamy just like state that like you get a lot from his songs Mm -hmm. i try and get uh pretty lo-fi and kind of like workout music how it's just you're in the zone 
but yeah. it's not like workout music. It's just kind of it it's gets a different you vibe. That, yeah, it's kind of like a wave that's always pushing you. I like that. That's a good way to put it. Um, to get a little more into the process, do you record? Like, do you you do this all by yourself? So, is this like? Do you have like a little studio you use? Do you, are you just like microphone and, and laptop like we are right here? Like what what is that kind of process? Like? My studio is essentially like this. So it, your awesome. listeners can't That's really so see, awesome. but it's a laptop on a table with a bunch of wires and connected to different uh, hardware. A microphone. As, yeah. As college students making it work. That's so. awesome. And then you hear your album and you're like, how is that possible? It sounds so professional. No, so that's good. like... Yeah, that's what's yeah, really It's surprising what a teenager can do in his bedroom over quarantine. <laughs> uh, and even before then. Well, yeah, um, I was going to say, I even feel like I caught you recording maybe a bit of this back in the dorms. Like, Yeah, I recorded uh, a couple of the songs off this album in my dorm room freshman year Okay. Uh, while that lasted. But um, so my setup is essentially a uh, microphone. An, an audio interface to plug my guitar into the computer, mm -hmm. um, some headphones, and a speaker. So a nice speaker so I can uh, listen, monitor the sound with headphones and also what it sounds like um, played out loud. Just so I get a general idea. It's not the best. Like some of my mixes could be um, improved with better um, audio quality, um, like mixing and stuff like that. Ooh. I just don't have like budget or price it's, nah, nah, I'm I mean, just like, give this so... man a studio I don't even know what <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I need a record deal <laughs> give, give, yeah I guess if you want to <laughs> give me yeah give me Rizzo <laughs> wait so one question I had was specifically on slowly dying because there's so much happening in that song did you like record everything separate and then just basically mix it all or did you actually kind of get some different people to work with you on that one I did all that um not even sitting at a desk so that was one of the songs i just made in my bed and everything was just kind of dangling really uh, <laughs> like my guitar cables were all just like i was just in my bed making just this song wow um, and i yeah recorded each layer so how i make it is each instrument um or segment of, of a song has its own uh, i call it a channel path if you want to get technical but mm -hmm. it's essentially just a whole row that extends infinitely um, you know, columns and rows, columns and rows. <laughs> uh, but it's a row uh, that you can put a digital file of any length, and that'll be like the length of your song. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got addition this, open this right podcast here, so. right now. Um, and you take that track, play the guitar a little bit, and then you create a new channel, and then you sing over it, and that becomes its own audio file, and then you create another thing on top of that little tambourine. And that becomes its own little layer. So you're making like a music sandwich right, that place, where say. all the other instruments fill in the empty gaps of the other instruments. Just a big sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get the melodies right, you harmonize, you do whatever. It's really fun when you get like different uh, vocal tracks together and mm. it all combines into like one chord. Ooh, um, I bet when you get when, when you, you get the pitch perfect, it's probably so satisfying. Yeah, pitch perfect. <laughs> You, uh, and singing is something that just doesn't really come that easy to me. So, I don't know. I, you have a great vocal. Do you feel Thank like? Because I just, I am just trying to understand how people 
can do this like how the, how this works <laughs> the do you feel time. like you're 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 visualizing like the different notes and like when you do you feel like you can see this like you said like the, the spaces in between the different do you feel like when you when you're making it you're you're seeing that or you is it more of just like a feeling like oh i feel like this needs this here this needs that here yeah i think if i was way better at this i'd probably have like a system to it where i could visualize it um, which I'm trying to build through like music theory and all that, but right now it's just an instinct, kind of Which like. Crazy. I like to compare it to like social skills, kind mm -hmm. of like you know what should come next in a conversation or yeah. in an interaction, a social interaction, um, and you just gotta add it, um, and if it flows right, then you know that was. How it's supposed to sound and you can always um, <laughs> like better, yeah. listen to it again and again and again and you find out what is missing uh, what needs to be where um, and sometimes I add things on accident that end up sounding way better than what I was shooting mm. for and that's that's the best moment that's <laughs> that's when you know it's based off a feeling like you said yeah like well cool no um, it's it's really just all very interesting to me because for me personally, I literally just started playing an instrument, and so I'm trying to learn chords and learn how different stuff works. And um, so just to, to see people like you who are <laughs> so far above that, and, um, it's amazing. It's so cool. I wouldn't <laughs> say I'm too far above it. Yeah. I, I'm just a guy that knows how to record a guitar into a computer, but <laughs> and sing and mix and but it's not just and yeah it's the production dude it's and it's also it. like i kind of like went through every song because on fishbowl feelings it's like every song kind of totally has its own vibe and like yeah it, it takes you you know you go up and down up and down and like so were you yeah. trying to go for that on the album or was every song kind of different yeah I, do you want to kind of go through a little bit of fishbowl feelings and kind of um, yeah just the flow of it or the way it goes from, I don't know, slowly dying to I fall for you, I feel like that was just really powerful. Like, I fall for you is like much slower, but slowly dying is honestly like a sadder message. It's, it's great, like juxtaposition. I don't know, I love that. Yeah, some of these I made, started making in high school, like senior year, uh, I think, because I just remember playing intro for my buddies in the car, like some random day, and they, they were digging it. Uh, but I think I started that in high school, um, but I knew it needed to be worked on and improved. And I knew I wanted a lot of energy at the start of this one, um, mm -hmm. but a different energy than, you know, surfer vibe slowly dying. So right. uh, I tried to like, you know, do my thing. You can listen to it. That's what happened. Um, it's like some cinematic energy. If you yeah, I get that a lot. Like, it's, <laughs> some people tell me it's like the start of like some GoPro video or video or movie. Oh, absolutely. Or yeah, like it's super dope edit. <laughs> you need to go get <laughs> like, that bag then. Start sending yeah, in the GoPro. I need to send this to people. <laughs> you do. No. <laughs> what, yeah, use it for what I'm trying to do right now is just get my music to TikTokers. <laughs> I love it. I've witnessed how much TikTok actually controls the music industry, and it's kind yeah. of fucking insane that you can give you know i don't know there's somebody to sing and dance a stupid song 
for like 10 seconds, 15 for seconds. For 10 seconds. Yeah. And it gets so much traffic. It's kind of... Well, I mean, it's it must be hard if you're actually trying to start out and like actually create good music because it's almost like you just need that tagline or like that clickbait. Yeah, but because... most people are like blowing up without any of like a, a huge background. Like I have a minimal background. Like you could probably point at me if I ended up going off to a TikTok just be oh what a scumbag it has no talent <laughs> and deservedly so I'm not that trained at this at all so I would kind of be like okay I'm just kind of soaring past everybody yeah. who's putting a lot of time right into their music oh that's um, such a weird place once you get to the level I mean I wouldn't say I'm at like a high level I'm trying to be humble. Uh, but you know, it's once okay. you get we'll to see. like the He's level where I'm at, this, this is the Populars Club. We have like 40 <laughs> listeners. We, <laughs> of, of being able to do what I do, you know, putting a four chord progression into your computer, turning it into like a two minute song. I say a lot of people can do that. Um, not a lot of people can do that well. Not a lot of people can do that in like a unique way that, mm -hmm. you know, it really catches people's attention and like, wow, I dig this. Um, but you can see that a lot of music has uh, not like an algorithm to it, but you, you like can a, say that almost to absolutely so yeah. much popular music, like this little clay mold mm -hmm. of like this is what this sounds like, mm -hmm. and this is what this part is going to be. Um, make it sound like this, make it sound like this. Um, where I'm trying to do with my music is just do whatever I can that sounds crazy and good and if I can somehow weave it into you know putting lyrics on top uh, well, putting yeah. it next to other songs that's the goal that's what's giving you your unique sound right now is that you don't have just one specific niche that you're trying to cater to I think. that's what I tried to do with this new album as well um, with you know breaking away from slowly dying just because it got so many mm -hmm. like uh, whatever clicks right, right streams it doesn't really mean that much um but it you know i didn't want to be like that you know one two minute guy the two minute song guy with the surfy rock song mm -hmm. and then it's just kind of like wow that's what he is i'm not gonna lie i was a bit i was a bit surprised when fishbowl feelings came out i thought it was gonna be like a lot more of that <laughs> i wish i kind of wish i could tap into that it was kind of just you know blue moon experience with slowly dying being able to get that sound um because there's a lot mm -hmm. of chord progressions that are already like sound like surfy but they're already been taken through different yeah. artists yeah. and i notice that all the time i'll just be uh you know messing around with my guitar trying to find that new song that i can put on another album and I start playing it, playing it, playing it, and like, I recognize it. Yeah, so Damn, I bet that happens a lot, huh? And I, I think it's through like my subconscious as well, because oh, yeah. I listen to a lot of music. Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of the music that I want to make. Um, Even interestingly enough, yeah, it's so definitely subconsciously. Some... I kind of translate what I've already right. been hearing. To That's really interesting. Know that oh, that already sounds good. That definitely makes sense. But yeah, naturally, that's. <laughs> kind of what comes out it's 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 frustrating music is <laughs> music is so frustrating because there's how do you how do you find a sound that like how do you create a beat in your head without because this is something because i play piano and like i can read music but i will say i'm not the most like creative person like i can't just 
make a sound any like sound or chord progression i play on the piano like you said i'm like holy shit i just totally stole that like i heard that from someone and i just played it you know like i think what makes the difference is what your piano sounds like because once you get a synthesizer or like something plugged into your computer we can play you can sample literally any sound mm -hmm. once you're able to you know have a whole keyboard whole set of keys well my, mine is only just like 24 keys just this tiny slice of a keyboard mm -hmm. um but once you're able to like mess around with what this sounds like in this key like in a c sharp versus this is in like a uh, so then you can kind of personalize it a bit more i mean yeah it's like you the piano sounds like a piano so you're not getting that much inspiration from that but if you know it sounded like some cinematic Christopher Nolan like bass hit but you can play the whole piano with right. that when it's arranged with different uh, tones and all that it really gives you a lot of freedom to imagine uh, I guess the empty gaps that would fill in other parts of the song so if you play some melody fa, 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 then you can imagine what the drum would sound like right so is that how you kind of start the mixing process as you start hearing these other instruments once you're playing like either the piano or guitar i yeah i decide what it needs next um and i in deciding what it needs next you're also deciding like what it needs and you can start at you know okay i'm gonna go right to the drums but then if you do the drums before you say do some of the lyrics or some of the the melody in that part then you'll be so distracted by the drums it'll kind of drown out all the other tones that you're playing with right uh, so you kind of have to be careful when you're like mixing through your song to work on certain parts before the other just so you know what you're working with and you don't like just flood your <laughs> song with like all these different mashing you know <laughs> melodies right. it'll it might sound good if you did it right like in a uh what do you say like uh an electronic music way like a dubstep way i guess it would sound good. Uh, like yeah how many different like you, you add a sound every 30 seconds well, type thing there's so many competing sounds but if you're going for a certain vibe you have to like remember that you know sometimes less is more yeah right. simpler is better because yeah. you'll be the audience like the listeners will be able to you know feel that music closer right than just being like wow kind of that's catchy i guess that's catchy versus like damn because i have listened to songs where i just start moving i'm like wow this is catchy but then you listen to another song you're like damn this is vibing <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, there's definitely a difference. You sway and then you start you, moving. When you yeah, hear a song, yeah. you're like, that's it. Well, that's perfect. I was going to actually ask about um, I Fell For You, because that's like when you're most like just instrumental, just like. Yeah, that's so did pretty you, raw. Yeah. Exactly. It's completely raw. Did you originally have something else, or was it always just you strumming? I when you thought that. a lot about that one. Uh, I thought, you know, making it. I realize there's so many other musicians that have, you know, some uh, an acoustic song on their album. So I, I thought that was pretty unique uh, for me to have, you know, my own acoustic song, mm -hmm. um, just to see where it goes. But then also I was uh, tinkering with some 
orchestra stuff, electronic orchestra, but then mm. I ended up sounding pretty shitty just because it was like, uh, I was working with GarageBand at the time. What song were you going to put that on? On the I Fell For You. Oh, really? So I was, I was messing just... around with some orchestra, uh, violin stuff. I'm not too good at that. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't really work out. So I just decided to leave it guitar and vocal. Mm -hmm. And there's some background vocal. So it's not like completely no i really like that there's that kind of break in your album and i think it's exactly what you were saying it's like a perfect way to like take a step back and look at like you got like more production and other songs you got like a lot of instruments coming together and then other songs you just got your voice and the guitar and that's that's really cool yeah and so to go off that i mean if because there's kind of a part we haven't really talked about um you know, if you just like look at everything you do, is the singing aspect of stuff. So singing, you said earlier a little bit. You said like that's that's your least favorite part. Would you say it's like, uh, it's the most difficult? The most difficult. It takes so the why most is that? So is, you started with were you never really a singer girl? Like what? Explain that kind of. Uh, I'd probably say because I have been taking like uh, for my film school requirement. I have to take, uh, or I get to take, <laughs> an actor-director workshop. So acting mm. is sort of very similar to singing in that you're just controlling um, this like emotion as well as tone, mm. um, and That's being able to do that in rhythm with the song is pretty difficult, as well as um, me... <laughs> always stumbling over my words sometimes mm. uh it, it leads to me having to record the same bit of you know singing like 12 times <laughs> just because i screw up and it's right i don't know if it's necessarily like a stage fright thing um it's probably or if it's like me jinxing myself because you know when i don't know if you've ever skateboarded before but when you're trying to do a kickflip in front of your mm -hmm. friends and like you land one and you're like, guys, look, look, look. And you can't and you do, do it when everybody's yeah. looking. Yeah. But then when everybody looks away, then everybody looks away, you try it one more time and you fucking land it. And that's what singing for me feels like. That's a good analogy. Except no one's ever looking at me the entire time. It's just me and my bedroom. Right. <laughs> yeah. It might, might even be just like by the 20th time you do it, you're just like, by that time, you're like tripping yourself out. Some days, <laughs> my, like the, the day after, I'm the, I throw some vocals onto a track, or try to at least. Like I'll have like a sore throat after, just because I'm trying to sing mm. repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. But sometimes sore throat gives you a nice little raspy voice. <laughs> oh yeah, one of my songs, I forgot which one of them I recorded with a cold. You probably can tell. You can tell. If you now, now I'll have to go through. Um, do you feel like that's gotten easier as you've recorded more and, and, and sung and, and made more music? Uh, I think it stayed the same. Like, it's easier in that I know, like, how to keep, at least now, I wouldn't say for my most, like, for Fishbowl Feelings, the album, that uh, the lyrics can be what do you call it let me cut this out <laughs> we, but, can, we can cut anything um, what was i trying to say talking about like lyrics and oh um what'd you ask him to 
Well, I asked you if it got easier to um, to get past the, that feeling and like. Well, I yeah, this is just the point. I, I guess I was trying to make was, um, it's easy to make your lyrics sound dumb. Is like the most simple way to put it. It's just dumb, and you can't really connect to it. So, I feel like I've kind of gotten better in <laughs> making him not sound so like campy and simplistic, and simple, maybe. and yeah. like la 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 yeah. feelings, feelings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to add more texture to that. Uh, something is that through writing before, or is that through just do you do a lot of um, in the moment? Just... I try and write. I write my lyrics last. So that's really like okay. I was gonna ask you that. One of my steps in my process is once I have the whole song laid out, there's room for a verse, room for a chorus, maybe a bridge. Um, I will then start singing mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, listening to the song, doing like not even like putting words together, but kind of what I want the tonality of it to be. Right. So if I'll just be listening to the song and just make the most random noises with my mouth. And I learned this from Mac DeMarco, just watching him go through the process of making songs. He has a lot of YouTube, uh, videos on YouTube under like Cam Tony. That's mm. his YouTube thing, uh, mm. where he has just a little camera in his studio that shows his process of him just making really cool. random songs. So mm. I saw him putting together a mix where uh, it's even on his demos. You can listen to it on Spotify, but he just goes through one of the songs just going like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. and it's just all the lyrics are wah but it's in like the the tone of what the words would be when they get put in there right oh so do you do that you so are I've kind of trying to but I'm along I skip a step and I try and just fill in the words while I'm doing it okay um, and that's what happened with slowly dying I knew I wanted to get like the na, 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 na. Right, because that's kind of like Gus Stafford did. And that's funny. I literally wrote down, "I love the woos" in that song. Da, 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 da. So that whole thing, the up and down, up and down. Um, so I kind of knew I wanted something like that because Gus Stafford does that in one of his songs. I don't know. But so you're saying "Slowly Dying" was kind of the song where you you definitely that was a big instrumental first song, and then. You knew you yeah. knew like the sounds you you knew the flow you wanted. I knew. Really I think I actually came up with the slowly dying part when I was coming up with the chords, mm. and, but I just ended up putting it all on after it was all complete. Mm. Okay. But I just had that, and I feel like that's my process for a lot of my songs. Is I have this little nugget of this is what it could be, like in the back of my head, and then once I get to its process, a, a step in the process where it's starting to all wrap up together into one complete thing. Then I try to tap back into what it could be and what it's going to be and what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So what about with, um, honestly, take apart is probably the song where I feel like your lyrics are like the strongest or like you have the most like least simplistic lyrics. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I guess so. Yeah, did I, that I'm pretty one, proud of that one. Yeah, I think that one, I don't know, that one just... Uh, like I can really sing that one, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's it's really good. Um, did you not do the lyrics at all first on that one, or, or how did you how did you go about making take apart? <laughs> I'm thinking of the lyrics right now. Um, I definitely went ham with the guitar first on that. Um, 
and I put together like that whole you know driving type of you know beat. <laughs> right. Oh, it has. It said. totally has one of those driving beats. And yeah, definitely came up with the lyrics last. Okay. For for all of them, <laughs> lyrics are always last. Okay. That's um, impressive. At least when I record it all, mm -hmm. um, I can be like tinkering around and thinking of what I want the lyrics to be while I'm doing it all, but it never really gets set in stone until I know everything else is ready. Right. Yeah. I guess so I don't have to, because I know my lyrics are the weakest link, or like at least in my own head, I know mm -hmm. my lyrics are the weakest link for the song, so I try and let it be the last thing. In so your head, is it because it's like the songwriting is the weakest link, or you think your vocals are the weakest it's link? It's the vocals and kind mm -hmm. of the songwriting. It's just anxiety of, okay, I have this, you know, this you got perfect a, little you got piece of pie. Yeah. yeah, this little piece of pie, I don't want to ruin it mm -hmm. by putting too much random shit on it. That's interesting. Um, Maybe do a... Do an album, an intro album. You know what I mean? Oh, what do you mean? It's like a whole album. I just, I just love intro so much. Oh, like that okay. vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's stuff so like that. different. Like honestly, because when I first started, when you dropped Fishbowl Feelings earlier this year, and that was the first song, I was one really surprised that it was so different from Slowly Dying. But then I was like, oh wait, that song also is like is so different from the rest of the album. Even you know. Mm -hmm. Because that was the one you probably put the least amount of lyrics on top, right? Intro? Um, was it not? Or? Uh, it's either that or wait to... What did I end up titling that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye without the wait, wait to, to begin. begin. Wait to begin yeah, you're right. is, has some repeated lyrics. So there is like a lot of lyric in it, but it's not necessarily a lot of original lyrics because mm -hmm. it just mm -hmm. kind of repeats mm -hmm. it's the mm -hmm. same with uh yeah. i fell for you i just kind of decided i'm just gonna repeat it all right uh, just kind of splits in between like the halfway mark hmm. well doing pretty cool i mean honestly it's kind of last stuff i wanted to talk about was just like how you got your stuff out there like how yeah, let's talk about what, the, that's what a, the process was like for you so, once you had all your music or like where, where'd you go from and, and to add on to that sorry to add on to that because we you, we've dealt with this right is you know you create the content great <laughs> now we've got the whole flip side of the coin where i gotta fucking market it i've gotta get it out here i've gotta yeah. tell people about it so how was that for you like tell us about that process of like okay now how do i get my music out now how do mm -hmm. i tell people about it now like and even like, what do what like what are you comfortable with? How what do I want people to hear? So what was that like? The what I'm about to explain is exactly what is written on my resume right now. <laughs> uh, well, because listen this up, is people. the only shit I've been doing since you know the year before quarantine and the year of quarantine is just trying to build up this catalog. <laughs> um, and the the whole marketing side of it was interesting because. I was sitting on these songs like freshman year of college mm. and I kind of just started playing it randomly like some of the songs to my friends and they're kind of amazed like you made this like you make you make music for <laughs> and I'm, they're all like you don't make music <laughs> what is this That's crazy. Uh, but um, That's crazy. 
So I, I think I... <laughs> I was one of those kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slowly dying started getting thrown around uh, with like a digital file, just sending it to people. And then they all were telling me like, oh, you have to release this. And I was like, I don't have... I don't know how that works. Like, what? I, I'm not trying to get a record label right now. Like, school's already hard enough. Um, but all, they all convinced me to put it onto Spotify or somewhere where everybody could listen to it on their phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my Spotify friends and my Apple Music friends. They were both uh, pulling very hard to get me to release my music. Uh, but Eventually, I did some research and found out anybody can put their music on Spotify. (laughs) You can put anything you want on Spotify. As long as you pay. Um, So I found this this subscription service called DistroKid. And Mm -hmm. they essentially have the seamless way to just have monthly payments of $9.99 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. and you s- upload your music and it gets uploaded to all the stores like Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all the other ones. I don't know, Deezer, Tidal, Napster. <laughs> but, uh, so, and then the distributor, DistroKid, the website that you're paying every month to get your music out, will then pay you back based on how many streams your songs have. Okay. So that makes sense. usually nothing. Because <laughs> you, you have to have a pretty big uh, following to actually get paid through that. Because most of them, most musicians just get paid through a record label or whatever. They're not actually getting paid by how many people listen to their song. Yeah, right. Uh, they'll Which get paid sucks. the next paycheck yeah. based on what how many people listen to their last album for the next one. You know, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a quota uh, for business people. Um, but. Um, so my marketing process was I already knew a lot about the Adobe Suite and all that, like Photoshop and Premiere, because I'm a film student. I know right. how mixed media works, how to put it all together. Uh, I've been working on music videos in the past, just randomly, uh, not for any specific artist, mm-hmm. uh, just mixing video with audio. Mm-hmm. Um, and slowly I just figured out, I'm not going to use the word slowly, <laughs> but... <laughs> I eventually figured out that Instagram advertising is also a way I can get mm. a lot of attention onto uh, yeah. my stuff. So I started making just Instagram ads, okay. uh, just going through different versions of an ad where I thought was eye-catching and uh, could get people to click on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're really cool on Instagram. I you. love your little thank your you. little posts. Yeah, so I try and go the fishbowl uh, one. Yeah, I really like that one. A lot of people like it. Shameless plug right now. What's your Instagram? Uh, Jack has told me. It's just my name. So J-A-C-K-H-I-S-A-T-O-M-I. That's my Instagram. But um, my... <laughs> one thing I absolutely hate right now is Facebook actually banned me um, <laughs> from their advertising tools. So Facebook owns Instagram. Uh, oh, I cannot uh, advertise on Instagram or Facebook. So my uh, wow. uh, marketing ploy or whatever, my whole marketing campaign for all my music is essentially dead because uh, I would get like close to 10,000 clicks or whatever with the advertising. The and then without any advertising, it's only like 400 
why did they throw it's, you under the bus like that? So what I figured out happened was I was paying for ads and one payment got declined. Okay. And I kind of just let that declined payment sit there for like mm. a couple months. Classic. And Instagram and Facebook, their system, computer system, was essentially saw it as fraud for some reason. I ended up paying it um, and trying to resolve the issue. But by the time I was trying to resolve it, um, it, it was like your account has been permanently suspended from Damn. all the advertising tools and all that. Uh, so it was kind of stupid uh, that had to work out that way because wow. they got paid in the end it's fucking facebook yeah. like they they have the ability to destroy like all of your advertising opportunity mm. for two whole social media platforms That's and it's you can get so much like people so many you can get so many people to look at your shit just through instagram and facebook because yeah. everybody's grandma's on facebook and everybody's daughter is on instagram right. uh I don't that's know why we set it, it out like no, that. That's a, great, no, that's, that's a great way to put it. I've never I, heard it, but as old people are on fucking Facebook, young people are on Instagram, and it's the best of both worlds. And if, you, <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> to this right now, market. and you're trying to do what I do, uh, just start in, uh, advertising on Instagram. Don't get banned, but you will be able to get your stuff to such a broader audience if you invest at least a hundred dollars. For an advertising campaign, you will get like twelve thousand views and likes on your Instagram. I would even say, like, if music, if you're starting a clothing company, whatever you're trying to oh, advertise yourself. Um, I think Instagram is is such an underrated place to to go. You're one hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. My question was, have you thought about TikTok then? Oh, TikTok is a whole other beast. Entirely. It's just, I, yeah, no, I can't do it. We, I, we I tried for about I gave a week. Um, it's, it's, but, so you've thought about it. <laughs> I'm going to wait for these sirens. But um, I feel like TikTok requires a certain type of person that isn't afraid to embarrass themselves or clout <laughs> exactly. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's kind of sad looking at the app. I right now, it. just seeing people exploit themselves for attention. Uh, I don't want to do that, but I do want to try and make like. Yeah, but if someone else wants to dance to your song, <laughs> no, no, I, like. See, that's the issue. The way the song becomes popular on TikTok is by other people, you know, playing it and making mm-hmm. videos with it and bringing attention to it. It's really hard when you try and do that just on your own mm-hmm. of you making a video of this yeah. is my song because mm-hmm. everybody's doing that now yeah. this is my song mm-hmm. this is my whatever i want to become famous um well, everybody's trying to become so famous. Out of pocket. everybody on the app wants to be famous but um since it has like so much power to make people famous it's kind of like that weird thing where the scales are balanced like they have so much opportunity to gain attention and an audience from this app, but such a large volume of people are doing the same exact thing mm, as yeah. you that you kind of just, you know, you get lost in the sauce. It's making it almost <laughs> less. It's it's downplaying like the like people that are actually talented that are actually oh, trying to set themselves apart. Time. So I hope in the future, once COVID and all this figures out what it wants to be. Um, 
that more traditional routes of you know art and music will be embraced by uh, restoring like the record shop or you know in mm. artists coming back to you know brick and mortar places mm. like who goes and buys CDs nowadays nobody but if that was the way we were getting all of our media it could be in a different form obviously we're not going to be buying CDs in 20 years but something new and physical needs to restore this whole thing that social media has kind of deteriorated mm -hmm. based on like what people like or interested in like things people can buy as well i think it's sick that like sick as in disgusting and horrible that a social media app is combining like a shopping service as mm -hmm. well as you know a video service and a photo service and a it's ridiculous. It's social. It's social media. You've heard it from your grandpa. Social media is the most unsocial activity, just because it's it's replacing all of the real life experience that you could have with something digital that's right in, in the palm of your hands that you just need to look down at your waist at. Yeah. Um, like there's so many other things, especially on Instagram. It's probably not even true. <laughs> Oh, yeah. People are just trying to make their lives look as perfect as they can. So you're right. seeing something that's yeah. fake for you it's to not. see. Um, it's Nothing's original and authentic um, um, beyond my space anymore. Uh, I just wish it would be able to be like this honor system of things that are popular are popular because they're originally unique, not based on an algorithm seeing that a lot of people want to see it. That's how it should be. Um, it should, it, we need to employ more, um, this is a completely different subject, but <laughs> I, I think we need to employ more human, um, vetters of content. So mm -hmm. I think we need to decrease the amount of algorithms that are controlling too. what people see every day, uh, and replace it with curators, like professional point. curators, because Spotify the only way that you can really get a song popular on Spotify is if it gets added to a curator's playlist because mm -hmm. everybody's following Spotify curators, um, those playlists, and they're real people that can vet actual good music. Um, I was going to ask you, did you ever pitch to any playlists? I've pitched. Uh, nothing's really been <laughs> looked at, mm -hmm. <laughs> but hopefully in the future I'll be able trying. to... It's yeah. never going to get through if you don't pitch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be able to make a song that will get the attention of the Spotify people, the wizards, the wizards of Spotify. All right, well, on that note, Jack, just before we say goodbye, any, should we be on the lookout for anything? Are you working on anything these days? I am, will hopefully either be putting together an EP soon or an album. It'll probably cool. be an EP. Hopefully cool. it's not a single. If I release a single, you guys will know I gave up. Um, Shut up. I gave up right, on the we'll other songs. That. We'll remember <laughs> that. Um, well, anything you release, we'll welcome it with open arms, Jack. I got one more question for you, and it's it's a little deeper of a question, so sorry about it, but I've been wanting to ask it the whole time. Go for it. So, you said earlier, you started making music because um, you wanted to impress a girl, right? Yeah, essentially. And, and then you also said that that's not your ex-girlfriend. So now when you make music, where is that? What's the purpose? What do you, 
I mean, obviously there's something that, so what has that changed to? What has that morphed into? Why, why do you feel like you are so passionate about music? Why do you feel like you, you want to make music now? Um, that's a good question. I feel like to some degree, everybody loves music, like specifically that, like loves, because nothing other than music can make you move, like no other reason other than something hitting your eardrums. You, you can get moving just based on vibrations in your ears. That's kind of insane. Mm -hmm. um, it's food for your soul. So, yeah, everybody digs music. And to be able to make music, that's one thing that, about me is I love being able to see something I like and replicate it and mm -hmm. make it. Uh, like, I'm really hands-on. <laughs> that was a big noise. Uh, Shout out, Google. I'm really hands-on. I like to make new things. And I guess my inspiration now, now that I have, you know, gone through all this experience I have now of the music making process, the marketing, all of that, I kind of have um, this IQ, this sort of music mm. IQ under mm. my belt um, yeah. that now I can just think of my life things that are going on. It's really hard to find inspiration during quarantine, but, you know, thinking back at distant memories of how, you know, certain moments of my life, how I felt, mm -hmm. that kind of in, is inspiring me right now, specifically childhood, trying to tap into, like, very nostalgic mm -hmm. uh, memories of childhood through music, um, and even creating nostalgic memories that I didn't have through music, because I think I'm trying to use... Uh, sounds that kind of tap into that side of my head right you know? find just totally different inspiration yeah it's kind of like a i wouldn't tout it up this like this well but i'm trying to i guess make this sound of learn <laughs> you can throw all that away when I just said that. No, but I, I make me like sound it. good here when I say um, uh, the sounds I'm trying to, you know, accumulate right now. I'm trying to cultivate <laughs> are sounds that you know remind you of your childhood and give you this nostalgia mm -hmm. and that deja vu of a memory that you thought you might have had, um, but brings you like kind of, you know, like that calm piece of, you know, a nostalgic mm. memory. Mm. It's really, it's, it, it's a that. big effort. Yeah. And it's a lot of words to go with it, but. I feel like the, the way, I mean, I can, I feel like I can really understand that. And I feel like trying to explain that in words is probably so much harder than when you're just sitting there oh, yeah, thinking you when you sit there and think you're like yep i know what i need to I do i definitely sound pretentious as fuck right now <laughs> no but, but it's when so you, hard when you words listen, suck man because i've been listening to music that i get that feeling and if you know mm -hmm. the techniques and everything that they're doing with it and you figure out new and creative sounds like adventure time I've been watching a lot of Adventure Time for some reason. Just I put it on randomly when I'm working on homework. Uh, it inspired that me. soundtrack to that entire show. Brings what I'm exactly what I'm talking about of that nostalgic deja mm -hmm. vu that you've never even fucking had, but mm -hmm. you feel like a child yeah. listening to it. Listening to it, 
and it, absolutely it's peaceful and it's it's powerful if, too go and listen to the adventure time soundtrack mm-hmm. he can probably you guys are probably going to add it in later mm-hmm. right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude that created adventure time is a fucking genius because he i don't know if you I, you've seen it but um midnight gospel Oh, uh, fucking amazing. I so, love oh, that. Good. Dude is, I'm glad that dude is just that. a genius, yeah. man. He is just a one-of-a-kind person. The amount of stuff that he talks about and then to be able to create those type of animations. And I, I don't... He's a really cool dude to me. Yeah. <laughs> because you bring up, like, Adventure Time, and then I'm like, he made Adventure Time. He made all that cool music, those, that cool show. And then he went and completely, re, you know, made this entirely different animated show where... I mean, Midnight Gospel is one of the coolest concepts for a television show I've ever seen. So. Yeah, and I wish there was more. I was really disappointed yeah. when that I got to the last episode. <laughs> they didn't and I realized discontinue, well, they, right? they, they threw, It was like a limited series oh, or something. Yeah. So unfortunately. And the way they ended it, I mean, <laughs> that last episode. Was oh, yeah. Um, we'll let your viewers decide. <laughs> uh, well, that sounds... I'm, I'm excited for... For what this new nostalgic music's gonna sound like. Uh, <laughs> I hope I do it good. <laughs> oh, I will. I'm sure you will, Jack. Yes. And you should not worry about other people. As long True. As, as long as you're True. happy with it. Yeah. I, I keep on trying to remind myself that an artist doesn't create art for others, an artist creates art for themselves. You, you definitely help people, though, with your music. But. Definitely, like, finding that balance is probably important for you, doing it for yourself and doing it for others. Yeah, of course, I want to make a popular song where I can make mm-hmm. a whole lot of money from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but at the same time, I don't want to make a song for, you know, what would be popular for a bunch of 12-year-olds <laughs> to spam yeah. on oh, TikTok. Exactly. Uh, yeah, like, that, that would probably end me if I turned into that guy, you know. That would end you like yeah. just you like like you end yourself. You'd be like, what am I doing? All of my myself? hope of being an original creator. Yes, you wouldn't know who I you were anymore. Into a Rebecca Black, like I feel like that would end anybody's aspirations at trying to be completely original. Because as soon as you get like labeled as, I don't know, that TikTok song, I hate that when somebody mm-hmm. is playing a song that I like or I'm playing a song. And they're like, oh, you're listening to that TikTok song. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's like the biggest no. insult ever. And I'm like, like, no, oh. this was a song before the app. <laughs> yeah, no, this is actually a song that's longer than a minute. Like, imagine how many people that's were introduced horrible. to Thundercat in the yes. past five months oh. who never knew what Thundercat was until this trend with the long legs. To, like, It's every artist, too. I mean, it, it's great that so many other people now know who Thundercat is, but at the same time, it's kind of... Put him, whittled his, you know, artistic vision and the uh, the opinions that way more people have now are just based on something so small versus this whole catalog of music. Right. Yeah. It's kind of this, this tunnel vision created by social media. Well, and it's like distracting from the actual music. Like you're doing it for the trend, like just because the music has a catchy beat to it, you know. It. Yeah. It's. I guess it is. Let's see. We don't have to. Like, TikTok. I'm down. I'm down. I don't got anywhere to be, but... Well, we're we're approaching the hour mark, so I feel like we should kind of wrap this up. 
Well, if you have any more questions about music or inspiration, I mean, I have. Because um, I could go on about how bad TikTok is. Yes, I Yeah. Dan, you preach with the choir here. I fucking Delete TikTok now. <laughs> Canceled. Did we TV post the now. episode where I went on my rant about it? Yes. Yeah, we have a whole episode where I go on like a five minute. I literally said that. If, I was like, delete TikTok. If you're me. an actual viewer, at least you know we're consistent. Yeah, at least you know <laughs> I'm not faking any videos. Uh, no, I really, I hate it all. And I hate, I hate even to get deeper into it. Um, the role models it's creating, right? The people that kids are, are following and the kids are, are learning from. Like, literally, I grew up, I mean, I hate to sound like this, but, you know, I grew up, like, watching athletes and, and watching, you know, actual, like, people. And now these kids are growing up and their fucking heroes and their idols are goddamn Nelk Boys and fucking Bryce Hall. And yeah. These people who... Are not good people. <laughs> I'd say at, at the simplest. I'd say there's like so many different demographics for the people that uh, TikTok is replacing more outdoor activities with. Like, yeah, that is a demographic, but there's still kids watching football and baseball and all that. Oh yeah. I'd yeah, say the more dangerous thing is well, not too dangerous. Well, I'll go back and rephrase. Like we grew up with YouTubers like Smosh mm -hmm. and what equals three. If you guys remember, mm -hmm. like that, like they were all like it was shit. That was, it was just shit as bad. And Vine like, and Vine. It was bad. brain mush content, but we so liked bad. it because we were kids. And <laughs> that's valid. I think it, it, we need to focus on giving kids the right brain oh, yeah. mush content, where it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, this is garbage, nothing you'll learn a lot of like I don't, I don't even know i i feel like do you have do you think you have an idea i mean just hypothetically speaking do you think you have an idea of what that could be i mean do you think that's a video do you think that's reading do you think i think we save our youth with more discipline because it you can hand your kid an ipad and it'll teach them everything but it's still going to be a, an ipad in front of them instead of like real people teaching them right. how to do real people things right uh, and you can't really, I, I've seen some research that children can't really learn that much from videos of people doing stuff. Mm -hmm. It has to be in person of like somebody interacting with them, especially infants. But mm -hmm. I think <laughs> it makes sense. I think the um, solution is discipline because we can't give these kids all this time to just, you know, drone out literally drone out i've seen so many kids in public spaces where their parents don't want to give them any attention or you know parent them because hey, you know they're busy with something so they just hand them a device and the kid turns into absolute zombie mode mm -hmm. and I, I was thinking about it if i grew up with this zombie mode in mind would i be would i know how to get home if my mom dropped me off like so I grew up in downtown Portland. Would I know how to get home if she dropped me off in the downtown Portland area if I was looking down at my iPad the entire time? Me growing up, I'd look out the window of the car and shit. I'd look around, right. see the landscapes, right. see the landmarks, where I live, That's outside. That's a good point. And now You're all not these even, other kids yeah. are just staring down. Yeah, like, they don't even know what the real world looks like. They probably couldn't find their way home no. if they got lost. 
That's crazy. That's a really scary. Oh, they'd probably just ask Siri. <laughs> but then Siri would fucking. I mean, if they didn't have the device, I feel like we're gonna. Get, it's gonna lead to a generation that cannot be alone from their device. Yeah. We've already seen what's happening we're, now with our generation. Yeah, we're already scary close. We can't leave the house without it. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine it not being able to eat without it. Yeah. It's, it's just scary. Very scary. Um. Well, we should wrap this up. Yeah, I got I got class. So to to wrap it up. Where so music is this with film production? Are you now more into music, or do you want to combine the two, or what? In the future, moving forward with your film production and music, what do you want to do? It's a great question, Jake. I'd say I definitely want to keep going with music. Uh, I want to see how far I can get uh, in terms of what I can make because I feel like there's so much potential. Uh, and you can always play music. With music, like at any point, anybody can create something amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with film, I feel like that would lead me to so many different opportunities in making, you know, what I want to make, tell stories that I want to tell. Mm-hmm. And combining the two would be awesome if I'm given the opportunity to, you know, make music videos for myself, direct my own music videos, or even score uh, films. Cool. That would be cool. I worked on one short film, George Stewart. He goes to Chapman. I worked mm-hmm. on his short film uh, over quarantine. I scored it. It was mm-hmm. the first thing I ever scored. If you want to check that out, hey, it's George really Zen cool. Stewart on know about that. YouTube. YouTube? George Zen Stewart. Yes. Yeah, and Jack Hisatomi scored that. I scored it. Wow. So I think That's pretty cool. if I learn more about <laughs> music, I'll be able to score films. That's if that'd be a that. cool last career. It sounds like you're just building yourself up for a nice little career in directing, producing. I, you're leaving your ultimate goal would be movie. like try and aim for that childish Gambino of just being everything. everything. Because I want. Also, <laughs> yeah. I think acting, no, that's awesome. That's acting so cool. is pretty cool as well. Yeah, that's so cool. He is fucking one of the most talented people ever. Holy fuck, him and Community. Yeah, and then, like that's ridiculous. Well, Jack. I feel like you're going to go far, buddy. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> thank you. And thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, and thanks for time with us. Thanks for sharing, sharing your yeah. secrets. Hopefully I'll get invited back. Yes, yeah, please. Of course. Come on. Rant more about make, TikTok. Yes, now that we, you know, now, well, not only us, but now the people that listen, we are all comfortable. We know Jack now. Yes. Now <laughs> we can go on to. This is perfect. This can, happened. We can get some rants about music, TikTok. Yeah. Let's take a bowl. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta take a post recording bowl. Take a post, yeah. But everyone, go listen to Jack Hisatomi. He's on Spotify. He's on Apple Music. Fishbowl Feelings is his album that's out with the lead single "Slowly Dying." It's very good. Go look him up. Go follow him on Instagram. Share. I think that's it, man. Make sure to listen to our podcast. Yeah. Try and get me unbanned from Facebook. Um, yeah, we'll start a movement. We're going to start a movement try to get him unbanned. Unbanned me. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, this has been episode 12. Thanks for listening to the Populars Club, everyone. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. We were only slowly dying, but did we know? 
Why don't we 